0: Liftoff and the clock has started. This is Time Spirituality. Well, hello there, fellow time travelers. I am Daniel, the past life regressionist, and this is episode number four of Timeless Spirituality. And today's episode is with a friend of mine. Her name is Rachel Alice. and We're going to talk all about her past life experience, and I'm calling this episode Revelations of the Quarter Life Funk because there are some revelations from Rachel's book, The Quarter Life Funk. So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode, and if you're interested in the session, you can go ahead and reach me on Instagram at the Past Life Regressionist or at my website, yourpastliferegressionist.com. Rachel, thank you so much for being here.
1: Hello, Daniel. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: I'm a little excited to have you on today because I think it's just going to be fun. You're just, you're so, I was going to say you're so, uh, well, I, I was self censoring there. You're so much f-ing fun, and <laughs> I'm just so excited to have you on.
1: <laughs> thank you. honestly, i don't i don't, you know what? I don't see myself as that. And when other people say it, it's 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 very nice. So I'm glad I'm fun. I'm glad I'm fun to you. so, yes,
0: do you want to tell everyone a little bit about yourself?
1: Yes, so my name is Rachel Alice, and I'm. Currently, I always say currently because, you know, our paths are never set. I'm currently a business coach for coaches and spiritual entrepreneurs, and I help them to launch or scale their businesses. But previously, I'm an author as well. And before I got to the stage where I am today... I was a kind of mindset manifestation teacher based around how I had this quarter life crisis, which my book is called The Quarter Life Funk, and how I used spiritual concepts like manifestation, gratitude, forgiveness, etc. to improve my life, to attract or to, you know, achieve the things I wanted to do and to completely transform my life. And that's where I started, went into the online space and it all evolved from there.
0: Oh, well, thank you for sharing. And also Quarter Life Funk, what a title.
1: I know, I heard it in my head come through and I didn't know what funk meant. So I Googled it and it made sense. So thank <laughs> thanks, Spirit, for that one.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. So, you know, before the first question I usually ask, I want to ask you a different one, which is mm-hmm. you've had conventional hypnotherapy. Was it NLP that you did?
1: Oh, I've had all sorts. I've had... I've had rapid transformational hypnotherapy, which is like hypnotherapy, but what i the version I call it on speed, or there is hypnotherapy and there's NLP as well, which is neuro-linguistic programming.
0: What would you say the main difference was between those modalities and past life regression?
1: I would actually say there wasn't overly that much difference. Um, if anything, I felt the past life regression was a lot deeper. I'm going to go back actually. Um, I, found, I felt the past life aggression was a lot more powerful and shifting and the external impacts were felt immediately afterwards and things happened in my life immediately afterwards where the hypnotherapy and past um, rapid transformational hypnotherapy, like the thing, the shifts and things take a little bit longer, you know, like it's all wiring up and it, t- it takes a little bit more longer to see the changes. So I thought, does that make sense? <laughs>
0: God, I love that answer. Okay. (laughs) That turned out better than I ever could have imagined. So thank you for that.
1: Okay. So
0: (laughs) one of the first questions I like to ask is, with the preface, that I always tell people to go into a session without any expectations because however Mm -hmm. you think a past life regression is going to be, it's not going to be that. So with that said, was it what you expected it would be?
1: So I'll give you a little bit of a background to past life regression for me. When I was about 15 or 16, I was friends, my friend's father was a medium. And I just ended up in his living room one night with all of his friends doing past life regression. And I ended up like going and like, you know, sitting on whatever it was and him taking me under, well, in through the past life regression. And I just wasn't there. I just wasn't getting it, you know? I'm probably a little bit too young or could be something else so I was always a little bit fearful and when we spoke and we you know obviously prior to the experience you do a lot of prep on making us feel comfortable and talking through everything with us I kind of worried and I said like you know Daniel I'm, I might not go will I go under or like did do, 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 do? and I did have done hypnotherapy and all them before so I thought maybe so but I was just something with the past life because I have had one before and it wasn't you know I wasn't well I thought I couldn't go under um, and I remember people like laughing and giggling around me as I said I can't see or can't do anything I was quite worried but I, I, I did, I, I went under and it wasn't in a sense that a lot of the information came from me was not through a load of imagery. It was like, I saw like little shots, like shots and images, but a lot of it, I connected up by a kind of clear, like an inner knowing. I just knew things without being able to explain why. I didn't see the image in front of me. I just knew for sure that that had, had happened. You, you know, you successfully got me to the point And like I said, it it was just, I thought I would see everything moving image wise, but for me, it wasn't. I had like these little snapshots, I I connected the dots by just a a really core, deep inner knowing as well. Like I just knew stuff. You'd ask me questions and I just know, I just know everything. It was, it was crazy.
0: Thank you for that. And when you said that people were laughing around you, were you referring to the one you do when you're 16? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Like, no, not yours. No one was. Yeah, it's just us two.
0: Yeah, I was like, wait, I don't remember there being anyone else there. <laughs> um, cool. Well, thank you for that. Would you mind recapping the experience?
1: Yeah, sure. So, I only had two two experiences, and the final one was, I was really, and you remember, I was really like, whoa, disorientated because it was just really crazy. Um, and I'll, I'll explain why. I'll, I'll leave the listeners in suspense the first past life and this is really interesting and I felt like it was I went on a school trip years ago when I was about seven or eight years old to like this kind of old hall that was probably in the Victorian times and I just knew as this young kid that I, I we went around and we're having the tour and I felt like I'd been there I felt like I'd, I'd been in this era or I at least been here before and I remember that trip being really poignant in my mind and I remember going home to my mum that day and being like I felt it was such the most weirdest feeling ever. It was. I went in like, you know, I j- I just knew anyway. So I had the lifetime, I went back into this lifetime, and I can see my feet, and they're these awful, oh my gosh, these most disgusting, dreadful black little black shoes with laces, and I had the most tiny feet, and I was like, girl, these shoes are disgusting. Anyway, <laughs> I um, looked at my my feet. And I was scrubbing floors and I, I kind of was like, right, I'm a maid, I'm a maid in this kind of like, it felt like a Victorian time. And it wasn't what I was doing, but it was who walked in and it was the owner of the house. And I looked at him and he looked at me and it was somebody I knew in this lifetime. And straight away, I was like, I know this person. I know, same same similar face, like face. And I and instantly knew and you were like, who is it? And I goes, it's the man who owns the house. And I'm like, I'm having, a, I, I'm, I'm having an affair with him. Like we're having an affair. And you were like, okay. And then you're like, where is his wife? And his wife I never saw, but I just knew. And I said to you, they don't get on. They don't get on together. They don't, you know, do this and that. And um, he's, they're kind of together because they have to be. But like the bond between us was very strong. So him and I were having um this affair. And then I remember that these parts flashing. And then I remember... I was on a, like a table, which is interesting because you know my story in this like current lifetime, I was on this table and these big forceps and there's candles by me and I was having an abortion and I was screaming and everything. And I know I'm sounding really bitty and like short because this was so long ago. We had this past life regression quite some time ago. So it's not completely fully in my mind and fresh. I do apologize. You're but good. in short, that, that's what happened. And the person was somebody in this lifetime who I met who I felt an indescribable soul connection to. And now I know why. And I had not spoken to this person for four years, probably three or four years. And a few days later, because you took me into like this cord cutting thing as well a little bit as well to like release him. And as well, he, I was having an abortion because I I think something during that time, he couldn't be with me because of my social maybe status. I'm not too sure. And that person, messaged me randomly a few days later from like not speaking to me for years how mental is that
0: i mean like, i wish I, I could say i'm surprised <laughs>
1: but, but you're not are you because you go through all these experiences what what let me ask you, what do you think that was what do you think that was the result of daniel what's your take on that even though he like cut cords with that person
0: i feel that he felt the connection severed
1: yes that was their moment of reaching back out. So yes, I, I I remember that. And I remember, like I said, such a deep soul connection with that person. I never described it and I, I, I like saw them, literally I knew who it was. And I don't know why I had that past life come up that time. It was weird because I've got so much in my, you know, my business that I wanted to explore because for me, and I know um, how incredibly powerful past life regression and healing past lives is for entrepreneurs in particular especially if you know for money-ish like aspects of money what you did in past lifetime persecution for what you did so I personally know how powerful past life regression is for business so when Daniel we arranged a session I was super excited and I thought fuck I'm going to be going into business wait and it wasn't that we went into a deep relationship and that I needed clarity and because I was left from that that person left me a little bit high and dry so yeah i, I got i got dumped to auckland airport i sound like i'm so wounded as a seat <laughs> by that particular person so it was really super clarity and helpful when i had the past life
0: what i found really interesting was mm-hmm. something that came to my attention months later which was i was interviewing liz roberta
1: this is freaky as well. I was I didn't know if you <laughs> knew this. Oh, you did. Yes. Yeah. Get, she told me about it. Get ready for this one, guys. Go like, for it. No, you tell them you, you, you.
0: What, <laughs> what she had told me was yeah. Liz had seen a life. And again, under normal circumstances, I wouldn't identify the person by name and what transpired during their session or session. But since this was already recorded between me and Liz and and that it's already out there it's I guess yeah. that's my way of just saying everyone like your secrets are safe with me <laughs> like, and, what happens during a session stays between friends.
1: us yeah and Liz and I are close friends so it all makes sense
0: and so yeah like when I was speaking with Liz on the recording she had mentioned that mm. well let me just back up a little bit for Liz and what she had seen in one life which was you know, Liz is a writer now and an incredible spiritual coach and entrepreneur and in that life, she was living as a Victorian housewife who really wanted to write and was a writer. But her husband was just this awful man. And he threw all of her writing into a fire. It was heartbreaking. Just mm. sick, at least from where I was sitting, of oh my God, this woman's work, all that she wants to do, everything she wants to put out there in the world, this man is controlling mm-hmm. it and he has now destroyed it. Mm. And then she had mentioned that when she had talked about it with you a while mm-hmm. later that you guys had realized that she was the wife of the man you were having the affair with because and yeah when... she described it very similarly
1: yeah it, she had the same experience and we went through it together and i actually did feel like i did i couldn't make out who it was but the woman had similar feet like they look it's interesting past life progression i don't know if they looked like that person at the time but i was able to connect up who they were and when she said about it I had all chills, and I just thought she i think I think we're connected because we've had other lifetimes together mm-hmm. not, you know oh. and she about, about, about them because we've come together in this lifetime as well, and when she mentioned a story, it just really hit home because he couldn't stand her, and that's why i like you know I remember he was he couldn't stand his wife wife it was the same era, and yeah, it just was remarkably massively sh- weird that it was all connected just all connected up it was crazy I,
0: I just realized I forgot the most part of part of like the- am <laughs> already tongue-tied over this one I forgot the most important part of the story which was in that life when I was doing the regression with Liz she saw you as like yeah. the house help so yeah,
1: she like- saw me the house that was it yeah she saw me that she was she used to talk I think she probably knew he was I don't know yeah she yeah I think to- she knew yeah she used to. And probably would. That makes me feel better because I don't want to be uh, a, <laughs> in affairs of people's partners.
0: Well, she didn't like him by any stretch of the imagination.
1: Maybe I might have shared a photo of said person. She instantly hated yeah. that person. Yeah,
0: that's what she said. And
1: <laughs> I'm glad that like, she said that. Okay. <laughs> what was
0: interesting about that for me also is the sessions I did with you guys were not that far apart. I think it was maybe uh, separated by. A couple of weeks or a month a
1: couple of weeks yeah
0: and it didn't dawn on me when she had said that, that yeah oh my god like rachel was describing this one but she was just in the other room getting just yeah
1: yeah so yeah exactly and um like i said I, i'm kind of like this was quite a while back and i don't know what liz has said and what we haven't um but it yeah it's just absolutely crazy how all that unfolded and we pieced it all together and and now we're together in this lifetime and we're working together, we're doing various projects together. We felt and I remember looking at liz's page when I first and I just instantly knew who she was. It was so weird. I was like, I know this girl, I know this woman. And we've had this friendship online, and actually we've 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 been obviously couldn't we took because of COVID. We actually met up last week. No, like not last week, the two days ago in real person, and we're we're going away together soon. Just cr- crazy calmness and Knowing and it's just crazy how we've all got these soul families that we reincarnate. We they, we do different, like we have different experiences with them in different lifetimes. In that lifetime, I was the woman that was having an affair with the husband, and now like I'm the entrepreneurial sister. It's just crazy. And, and then there was another one know, we're both aliens or something. I forget what we've had. We've had many. She's had all, We've all different connections.
0: <laughs> I don't remember if I mentioned it. If I did. I apologize if not well I'm going to mention it now I remember her saying that she got along with you I mean maybe I'm misremembering that in that life
1: I think she did I think we had yeah I think it was no I I felt like it was known Mm -hmm. and um, and I felt like she shared a lot with me as well about the I I had flashes of things and I think yeah it was yeah we we probably did
0: (laughs) Right, so even with that dynamic, you guys still got along in that life, and of course, mm-hmm. like in this life, you guys are are really close,
1: yeah. which is
0: it's really cool like it's it's mm-hmm. so cool, and for me as a practitioner, it's really cool to hear those overlapping stories, even when I don't realize them in the moment, so for her to tell yeah. me that months later, I was
1: like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah." <laughs> No, and that must be the, the, you know, for some, one thing that I wanted to shout, like shout out for you is I've never met somebody so incredibly passionate about, uh, you know, I can't call it modality because it's more special than that. Somebody so incredibly passionate about what they do. Like you, you 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 know, when you said to me, this will take up to three hours, I was like, how does he do this? But it's just so much in like discovery for you and enthusiasm behind it. And, you know, it's so nice to see that and experience that was a, a, a kind of practice with somebody who's so passionate about what they do. I think it makes it more special and more powerful. So, yeah, thank you for, for you for setting the stage and allowing us to have these experiences.
0: You're very welcome. And thank you for that. I think it really, it means a lot to me. So just thank you. And of course, it makes it easy with someone like you because you're easy to work with so you know so it's it's not boring even when we're talking beforehand yeah because yeah you
1: we're saying some good we're saying some good stuff and we forgot to record it but maybe maybe another episode or the future we'll we'll talk about these things
0: yeah i'm gonna have you on for that one i'm not giving you a choice sorry (laughs) okay wait let me rephrase that maybe i should ask more politely rachel can i have you on as a guest for another episode to talk about the things we were talking about yes. earlier this episode. time
1: definitely yeah
0: and yeah but you're coming on again so
1: <laughs> amazing can't wait
0: okay rachel you have the floor
1: so that was that was one like so i only had two lifetimes like i remember Liz speaking to me she read about 50 or something i was like oh my god well not I'm
0: not excited. during the session
1: <laughs> yeah we I didn't know, do 50 yeah, during
0: this session
1: she had quite i'm like exaggeration but she had way more than me during the session i just was really slow then i this was so freaky and i really un- i was you remember i was so unsettled with this and i couldn't believe it so you you goes where are you now and i was like I, c- I was in these gorgeous heels much better shoes than before thank fuck i was in these gorgeous heels and I was about to go on stage, and you goes, "Where are you? Where, where are you?" And I goes, uh, "I think I'm in the future." It was so weird. And you goes, "You like I said, "I think I'm in the future." And I was just about to go on stage, Somebody's was speaking to me with a clipboard. And then I went on stage. It was bloody big, lots of people were there. I was like, "Oh my gosh." And I walked up to a woman. Um, a host and then I sat on the sofa and a book was on the table it made sense because I'm a writer so I was like kind of piecing this all together and yeah so it was a crazy experience and I still still this is probably part of my limiting beliefs to myself you know struggle with that that moment because I'm like how is that possible but it was very big (laughs) it was very big I was in the future and I must be a very I must have been a very big author or something like that
0: when you say the future, it was this life, though, like down the road in this life. Is yeah, Rachel, it correct? was
1: like, yeah, it was like down the road in this lifetime. It didn't feel like it was, you know, yeah, it felt like it was this lifetime.
0: I remember it was really cool about that one for me is still I know the session's all about you. But naturally, I get, <laughs> I get excited as well. That was the first time I'd encountered a situation like that. Like I have clients who go into mm-hmm. the future because there's something that they need to see. So right away, when you jump into the future, I'm like, okay, there's something she needs to see or that's why she's seeing it. Mm. And when you saw yourself on stage, like that was a new experience for me. I didn't encounter that one yet. But
1: this is when you were saying, I was like, I was struggling, wasn't I? I was like, like, you could hear me go, I'm in the future. Like I'm in my future.
0: What really was just mind blowing for me about the whole thing was I had like, Five of those happened within the span of like two months with other people. I remember
1: you telling me. I remember. Yeah. I remember. Like
0: they ju- and they were all authors. And I mean, yes. some were published, some weren't, but mm. definitely had that creative spark. And just like one after another. And by the second or, or by at least the third one, I'm like, all right, I got this down now. Like I know <laughs> what to do when they see themselves and then up you, on stage. Yeah.
1: And then you did say, like, you do do quantum. It was was accessing the like quantum aspects of all timelines and the future as well. Yeah. So past life regression, I wouldn't necessarily call your sessions past life. I would say they were more quantum. Right. I mean, for me, timelines. Yeah.
0: The reason why I don't say quantum is because I mean, the technical term for what I do is called quantum healing. Past Mm. life regression is part of it, but it's quantum healing. But I, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I feel it's too pretentious. For me to call myself a quantum healer. And Why I I don't like the word word healer for myself. Mm-hmm. I just do not feel comfortable
1: mm-hmm. labeling
0: myself that way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And for past life regression, look if I say quantum healing to someone who is already in a spiritual community or already you on board with these. Things,
1: yeah, it's probably right. part of a message. It's a messaging thing, isn't it, more or less? It's like yeah, people, it says it, what it is on the tin. People know it. And then if they have the quantum experience like I did, then they're able to say, oh, that's cool. I'm exactly. Quantum. So
0: even if they don't know what quantum healing is, but I tell them, like, they're already mm-hmm. on board with these things. It's not going to scare them away. Whereas yeah. if I'm in, I don't know if it's 1% of the population or 99% that's not on board. I'm just making that generalization right now but let's just say I meet someone who's part of the other 99% who's not on board with these things. The Mm -hmm. second I say the word quantum or healer, I've lost them. If I'm engaging in a conversation with them because they check out at that point. Whereas Mm -hmm. if I say past life regressionist, it's much more grounded. I mean, Even though it's still very ethereal, it's. It's still something
1: that they can access, isn't it?
0: Exactly. Cause those words individually are not scary. And I mean, not that still, I'm not scared away by quantum healer, quantum healing or any of those things, but I'm thinking about everyone else. And so even like, you know, I think you're probably the perfect person to bring this up with right now is as a business person, which look, first Mm -hmm. and foremost, I think of myself as a past life regressionist. That's Mm -hmm. what I care about is what you get out of the session. But I also have to be out there as a business person because it is a business at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. You have to market yourself. Yeah.
0: Right. And there are thousands of practitioners who do what I do and thousands who are accessible to many people who are already into these things. And they're duking it out over that small percentage of the population. Whereas I want to be more accessible to everyone else. I want mm-hmm. to be the one who they're like, you know what? He, he's okay. Like, he's not off his rocker. Like He's talking like us. I can keep up with what he's saying. And so I'm accessible to them. And I'm also accessible to the portion of the population, like that spiritual community, who's already on board with these things. So mm. it's like I've already got my foot in both doors. Mm. So that's why I like to call it past life regression instead of just quantum healing and quantum healer. And I mean, of course, it is much more than past life regression. Yeah. Much, much, much more. But if someone That's comes good. in with that expectation and then sees himself in a past life and a future life, well, I think it's a win.
1: <laughs> we'll take it. Exactly. Yeah. It was a win. It was, it was super interesting and super powerful. It was, I didn't, I said to you, I, I questioned it a little bit and I said, was it more of a metaphor for me? But I met my higher self as well. Did I tell you, did, did I forget to mention all that? So as you were guiding me through, you were asking me to, Go to speak to people in the audience to gain a little bit more of what was going on. And I still struggle with talking about what they said because I feel like such a f- f- big-headed like, you know, person because it was so wow, like bloody hell, you're talking about me. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus. And I was like, <laughs> struggling to tell you what they were saying. I was like, oh my God, this is embarrassing. And then I was going up on the stage, back on the stage, and the book was there. He asked me what the front cover was. And then we said something about well, you, you said right, let's go meet your higher self, and my higher self walked in, and I said it was a it was a wolf, and I remember this wolf climbing on the sofa so, so like seductively and powerfully, and I could see every hair. And you said ask ask the name because you really went with this session. It was just turning into all these different. It was just going crazy, and then I was like, she was like Sheba or Shiva, and I was like, okay. And I he said, I said the name and they kind of, and she, she kind of gave me some advice. And it was, a, after that moment, I went the next day and now bear in mind, I live in Bangkok. The English language isn't really spoken that much. I heard somebody shout she, she Sheba. And I was like, and I said to the person, I was like, Who, who's Sheba? And he's like, oh, our friend. And I was like, what the actual fuck? Do you know what I mean? Because I was struggling with the name and then somebody said it the next day in Bangkok. How random is that?
0: Yeah, I'm not surprised.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised. And then I kept having loads of obviously working in the spiritual community. I, I, I coach a lot of psychics and intuitives, probably healers. They're my main body of people that I work with so I naturally get a lot of messages from and I also do a lot of you know a lot of my um, clients always offer me sessions so I can get to know their business which is very sweet of them and it's not something I ask but they just generally feel drawn to do and I was getting constantly wolf wolf all the time which was super straight after that moment which is super interesting so and it was a it was kind of like a wasn't a white it was a gray it was a gray wolf so i kind of like researched that and afterwards because i went down that kind of like looking at that power animal and what it represented but she was so calm so like poised and it was crazy how she presented herself as an animal so yeah i went into the future and met a wolf how random (laughs) yeah you must have some experiences i watched yeah I watched a few, obviously, a few of your videos on Instagram and everybody's experiences are so like amazing, you know?
0: (laughs) That's why I love what I do because I never know what's going to happen. I'm always on my toes during a session. It's like, okay, I got to figure this one out now. Like, oh my God, Rachel, (laughs) it was so exciting for me during your session when you hopped in the future. Yeah. Cause yeah, like it's, it was getting that, that framework and blueprint down. And I don't know if I ever mentioned this to you, but. I set an intention for myself before I met you or maybe not for myself, but I asked my, my guides or my higher self, bring me authors, Mm. bring me authors because I want to work with people who, Mm. who will have a reach and who will get the message out to crowds that I may not be able to reach.
1: Mm. And
0: then one after another, (laughs) just these authors start showing up. And what was really, really cool about it also when they would find themselves in practically the same situation that you were in.
1: Crazy. Was
0: they talked about how they were one of a few speakers at these events. Like there were other people who were similar to them.
1: Yeah, I said I said that on mine as well. I said these other right? people would. Yeah, I said these other people.
0: And I was like, of course, of course this would happen. And for some of you guys, like here's the other fun thing about what I do is unless someone acknowledges that they do a session with me, like I won't acknowledge it to anyone else. So you know, people who I've done sessions with, I don't know if they've told you or not, if they've done sessions with me. And it's like, I see overlap in those groups or by people Mm -hmm. who either I was on someone's podcast or you were on their podcast or Mm -hmm. someone's podcast. And this other person was a guest on that podcast as well. Like, I see these intertwining webs that just crisscross everywhere. I'm like, of course, of course, this would happen because, yeah, we're all connected in that way. And we do,
1: do you notice something else? The, most of us are the, the grounded spiritual <laughs> type <laughs> as well, like I feel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely, definitely the ones who. Who had a similar experience were of the grounded type. <laughs> like, even, it's still weird to, to use those two words in the same sentence, like grounded and spiritual. But yeah, I mean it's I true. The, that's what yeah. we are, though. Like yeah. the people who are like you and myself, you and I, you and me. I don't know. It's correct grammatically there. Like we're we're very grounded in the spiritual respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like that's the feeling I got from all of these experiences that my author clients were having and also I've had authors who didn't have an experience like that like Mm. they saw what they needed to see yeah but the crowds that they described were just so similar in nature where like it wasn't a crowd of people walking in wearing only hemp clothing like they described the not there's anything wrong with that no but
1: It it was people like I felt like it yeah it was like a concert like pe- that, what the outfits that you'd see at a concert mm-hmm. normal like yeah it like, wasn't we're... a spiritual retreat it was like a very kind of like it was almost and i think we both said this like this like it's almost like we've become the new kind of attraction rather than singers in that sense it was like just plop in us in a concert mm-hmm. and yeah mm-hmm. like that's
0: the feeling that i got for it it's just you and these other authors were just so accessible to normal Mm -hmm. people so I I, I'm hesitant to use that word normal people but just so when I say normal people I mean people who you wouldn't suspect of being into spirituality but it felt like at this point okay because you all pretty much described it on the same time frame like that it's about five to ten years down the road
1: yeah it it, is it felt like that as well and I've had somebody say to me, I'm 30. I've had, I've had somebody say something to me a couple of times who was one of probably the most respected psychic and channelers I've ever met. She said something about my book and the, the level it will get to. And then she said, 40 is gonna be the big year for you, like 40. And then after this book, I never thought I'd write another book again. I was so done with writing. And I've had recently inspiration for another book which is crazy because I'm not in, I, I was just like, I'm not fighting again, you know, because it's, it's a lot of work. She said that, and that, that kind of married up the, me, the future timeline married up with some of the stuff that she said, but I still don't really it Cause it's so, I feel like such a, like, you know, Oh God, I'm on a stage. There's crowds of people. I, I just can't get to that. I can't get there still. I'm like, ugh. it feels like it's something I need to work on myself, but. The things he was saying, like I said, I was so embarrassed to share them with you. I was like, because it was just so, yeah. And it's lovely that if I—that's the truth—and this happens, and I've helped people in that way, I I just can't take that level of, you know, compliments. Still, I'm so British.
0: Oh, is that a British thing?
1: Oh, gosh, yeah, we can't. We If somebody gives us a compliment, we're like, oh, you look so slim. I'm a fat fucking bitch. I've had five cupcakes before. Oh,
0: thank you for that lesson. I learned something new every Thanks day about yeah, different it. cultures.
1: I went off a little bit there, but, you know. Hey,
0: it's okay. <laughs> uh, no. It's fun, though. <laughs> but what I mean, kind of to piggyback more on what you were saying for how it felt to see that was, you know, we, we talked about it a bit beforehand about mm. the potential for another book.
1: Mm. And
0: you just said, you said to me what you had just stated a few minutes ago. we are like, I don't think I have it in me. Like, what am I going to write about? So to me, what added that extra layer of validity was I don't think you believed that you had it in you mm. to stand in front of that many people and move that many people to the point where they would come see you speak. yeah i
1: i I agree yeah because it it was so
0: contrary to what you were saying beforehand
1: Mm, yeah it was yeah
0: so like that's that's why i feel that the higher self showed it to you because still i'm not the one who's dictating what you're seeing like the higher self is always the one who knows what you need to see so that's why they're like okay she needs to see the future so that's why Mm -hmm. people come to me and say can i see the future i say if your higher self feels that you can see the future then you'll see it but i'm not making any promises yeah, and, I felt I, I
1: felt I felt both lucky in a way, and I also, like I said, because it was so big, I was like, "Whoa, no, no, this this is not for me. you know." Well, I I I, I feel it's going to be one of those moments where, if it does happen, and you're probably thinking, "Well, when it does, come on, it was tea. you know," Rachel's still getting behind this. I'll, it's gonna it's definitely gonna have to be a phone call or a message i think you were i honestly felt like you probably with us but you know with me but it's You're gonna. not the to, only
0: one who said that
1: <laughs> yeah exactly it's gonna have to I, I think i said that during the thing who's there and i think i said it, she, i felt you know you and and i think it's gonna be one of those moments where i'll be like remember that past life regression <laughs> 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 look at this yeah we'll see we'll see
0: so I started doing this thing after when I started to see this pattern happening where mm-hmm. like, I, like for my clients, I would Venmo them like $2 and say, there, I've now bought myself a front row seat at your, like at your yeah. show. Like I'm getting a discount on it. So like, and I'm collecting on that. So you owe me. So you better make this happen because I've already paid for it. So you got to follow through. I guess well, I think you're
1: part of the show, dear. So I don't think you need to be fancy.
0: Well, then I'm going to ask for my two dollars back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, it it's interesting. I'm interested to see what what unfolds and where life takes you. And sometimes, like we can have so much information about the future. And one of the things that I've had to get used to is grounding myself now in the present. And like, even sometimes I think I know too much or I'm aware of too much that could potentially unfold. And it's sometimes that you have to really go, right. Okay. If this is it, just stop trying to jump to that stage now, or, you know, kind of get the journey is just unfolding perfectly as it is and just trust and just go with the flow and, you know, and what will be, you know, how, where you will end up where you end up ultimately. But It can be difficult when you know a lot to not try and get, you know, quickly speed the journey up or expect it to speed up.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I totally hear you on that one. And Mm -hmm. where I think the dichotomy comes in with this particular situation is, is it an absolute that it's going to happen? And, and I don't Mm -hmm. think that that's something that can be answered because I still think that you have a choice in the matter because you may never want to write another book and that's your choice.
1: And... Exactly, we have free will, and we have a number of timelines that are potentially possible. I feel that's my my view, and, and I think what was presented to me, if anything, was the highest possible, probably timeline. Mm-hmm.
0: That yeah, that there's your potential, and plus, mm-hmm. like I'm not going to lie to you, I think your potential goes beyond that room. I think that that, that was just showing you, hey, this is like a an appetizer right now, or do you guys <laughs> call them hors d'oeuvres? Or I don't know, what do you guys call so, uh... thing before the meal?
1: Call him a starter. A starter. mean. This is
0: just a starter. And for me, I don't know if we talked about this, but when I was younger, like I live in Los Angeles and I was a huge baseball fan. And I would always go to Dodger Stadium to watch the Dodgers play. And I would look at that field and say, I'm going to be on that field working one day. Granted, I always thought it was going to be as a baseball player. I'm too old for that now. <laughs> That's did not.
1: You get, what were you?
0: Well, here's the thing: is once I started to really set my sights high for what I want to achieve as a past life regressionist, I said, yeah. "Okay, so this is what's going to happen now. I'm going to sell out Dodger Stadium as a past life regressionist because I'm going to do a group regression for fifty-six thousand people." There and you go. Everything that I do now, I ask myself. Will this help me get on that stage? And if the answer is an overly resounding no, then I'm not going to do it
1: mm-hmm. if I feel it's
0: going to take me further away from it. Now, I think an argument could be made that everything I do can contribute to that. But that's where I'm setting the bar. Now, at the same time, if I only make it to an arena and sell out a 20,000-seat arena, that's, that's not a failure. <laughs> like That's still a huge success. Or if I'm only able to sell out a convention center. Exactly. If I'm setting the bar that high, I'm never going to fail as long as I'm striving for something. And the day that I die, will I really say, oh my God, I'm so disappointed that I didn't do that. Like Mm -hmm. my life was worth nothing. No, because look at everything that I achieve while striving for this thing that from where we stand right now in society is pretty much unobtainable, but I don't feel that that will be the case forever. I I just don't. I feel that things of this nature are going to become so much more prevalent. In just mainstream society. Yeah. And like you said, people such as ourselves will be replacing concerts. I mean, of course, I think there will always be musicians. But where self-help attractions will become so much bigger. And they will be something that's more, not a spectacle necessarily, but like where you're really excited to be at this show. Like it's, it's a show that people are at. and yeah. but, but not a show for show. But we're we're just at a point where we are so excited., so, yeah, we gotta we're gonna dive into our shadows, we're gonna cry while we're sitting here, like we're gonna <laughs> see normal people who are, aren't flashy at all. Like, yeah, like that's going to be a show. Yeah, and that's a show that I want to go to.
1: It's, yeah, like, sure I, I take that. that
0: back. That's a show that I want to be a part of. <laughs> like,
1: yes, change yeah. the yes, remember.
0: <laughs> so that's that's the way that I see it is it's all heading towards this, like everything. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of of where we're heading. You know, for me, and I look, I think this can be applied to you just right off the bat, is when you wrote that, or your first book, The Quarter Life mm-hmm. Funk, it was all about your Saturn return. Yeah. And, you know, for those of you who aren't aware of the Saturn return, it's an astrological expression that refers to when Saturn comes back to the place that it was at the time of your birth. And what it signifies basically is that it's going to move you in the direction where your life is supposed to go. And you can resist it as much as you want, but it's probably going to be a little painful. But a lot of change will happen during that time. Mm. Now, you became an author during your Saturn return. I became a past life regressionist during my Saturn return. And prior to my Saturn return, past life regression wasn't even on my radar.
1: I didn't. Yeah, I would never thought in a million years I would write, do all the things that I have done, or be well, Yeah, it's crazy. And I think, I think some people's Saturn returns slightly differ. Like, I think you know, it, it, it is for me a little bit like, hey, right, get your shit. Like, literally, what my book says, get your shit together now. What where are you? Where are we getting you there? What what, what are you doing? Where are we aligning you? And I felt the energy before the actual because you can actually go and calculate your sign return and what exact age but you know I think it's like 29.5 years but you because let's think about the energetics of Saturn as a planet and it's massive huge mass of you know you're going to feel that that beforehand you're going to start feeling it like at 27 you're going to start noticing things I feel anyways is but everybody's is different I, I just felt like in, in intensities but whenever I used to talk about sound returns on my podcast because it obviously uh, you're might be aware that I used to have a podcast which I'm currently you know not on at the doing at the moment I used to or when I used to have podcast interviews for my book I used to talk about the concept Saturn return and a few of the like hosts would go oh my gosh hang on a minute what age and then they would reflect on a time point of something quite momentum whether it's maybe committing and getting married at that point or something significant happening around that area like People changing careers. Like, you know, they sort often say a few divorces might take place at that time as well, you know? So it's super interesting. And like both of ours were the moment we, we aligned with what we were truly, maybe more of our purpose.
0: I think it's hard to ignore that that's what happened for ours. Mm. So when I see you emerging as a writer at that time or as an author, like, yeah, she's not done yet. <laughs> like, there's no way, there's no way that she's doing one book. Now, that's the first of many.
1: Yeah. You know what, though? Like I said, anyone, like, it's a great book. Like, the reviews are just incredible, right? Because I've got a swear word in the word. I struggled to advertise it. Facebook, Amazon. Funk? No, it's got in a subtitle, Get Your Shit Together.
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay.
1: Yeah. So I remember I got away with Facebook ads for a bit. (laughs) I was like, bye, Facebook. and. It did amazing it was just it was shared everywhere I was constantly getting stories updates and people coming into my dms saying I'll make like the change I got a dm the other day saying that your book changed my life I just need to let you know that and that was incredible and I think that book hasn't had its day yet I think that book is going to come into its power later a little bit and at the moment because I'm so shifted with helping women create businesses and you know share their light and create these big ripple effects so I'm just like I'm gonna let the I'm gonna let the book kind of settle a little bit but there's been a recent in like a spark of my um, idea for a new one for sure but what I'm hoping is the few kind of future books of anything will really highlight the first book the first book's really special I think the first book is I I share very vulnerable things in that book as well, like a little bit out, you know. Not many people talk about. So you know, it's it's. I don't think it's had its day that 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 book yet.
0: Oh yeah, I totally agree, and I think the magic is in the or the minute details of even what you're doing, because Mm. the people who you're helping right now, they're going to be the leaders of the future Mm. in their industries, and. From as well as I know you, you don't come across to me as someone who's going to create enemies out of the people you're working with. (laughs) Like You just, you seem to me like someone who is going to create a sense of community and -hmm. that these people will have your back until the end of time. So when they rise to their positions, when anyone asks them for whatever recommendation or whatever it may be, they're going to be like, oh yeah, Rachel Alice, the quarter life fund, get your shit together.
1: Oh, that would be the dream. I, I one day hope for that that future person. That and, would be the dream. Yeah. And
0: that person may have already been someone who worked with you. And they're just building themselves up right now. Look, mm-hmm. for everyone listening right now, you have Rachel to thank for me doing this podcast because she is someone who kept saying to me, like, this format's meant for podcasting.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm saying to like, you, like, Yeah. It's funny. Yeah.
0: You like, you you need to show your face on Instagram or like things like that. So, yeah,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I actually can't give you all the credit for it, but you definitely. I won't won't
1: take all the credit at all. But you definitely encouraged me Mm -hmm.
0: a lot. It was a long period of time where you were encouraging me. So, that's who Mm -hmm. Rachel is. And someone who is going to encourage you to become your best self. And it's just going to be real. And I thank you for that constant encouragement for me because. Thank you. You're right. It is a better format to do this for podcasts. Mm. And yeah. You know no, what I you're love talking love- about.
1: Who loves a podcast? Like when you're driving and like, like like I said, I saw your videos and the magic and the one, the lady who was Jesus's best friend, that was the one for me, which was fucking epic. And I felt like the thing with Instagram is like sometimes we just don't have it. Like it's just becoming so like TikTok, very short, very instant gratification who doesn't just love a podcast in the car where they can just sit and listen to this lovely pace of chat and, you know, interesting stories and calmness or put it on when they're cleaning or in the kitchen. It's just such more of a podcast. And who's to say you can't repurpose this on Instagram as well, you know? So, but I think the podcast for you is going to be a big platform and the direction where you want to go. Thank you. So, I'm excited um, for you. I'm just saying I'm excited for you. Thank you for your kind words early. I appreciate that. That's very nice I And that British compliment, stop it. Eh. <laughs> you know, that. Um,
0: Look, I'm sure I told you, because I mean, I've told many people who I work with, I'm a firm believer in karma doing what I do, you know, obviously.
1: Yeah.
0: And I feel one of the worst things I can do is to mislead someone. So I say mm-hmm. these things because I genuinely believe that, because I believe that the karmic ramifications would be so much worse for me mm-hmm. if I were to say, oh yeah, I think you're going to be great when inside I'm saying, oh, she, she's not going to amount to anything. <laughs> like, so I mean, I say these things because I believe yeah, them.
1: I know, this integrity, yeah, is important value of mine too. So I appreciate that. That's really kind. Thank you.
0: You're very welcome. And and I just, I can't wait to see just how far you go and you up on that stage. And yeah. look, come on, let's just still, we're going to call a spade a spade. You're fun to listen to. You're a good public speaker. Like, you're not dull. Like <laughs> It doesn't really matter what you're saying up there. Like, you're still going to be very entertaining up on stage.
1: Oh, I hope so. I hope and they're going to so. be like, did she just say fook? Fook. Fooking now. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> it'll be well, fun. If you got kids around, I really do apologize. What's that? Huh? Hey? Wait, oh, what? You
0: huh?
1: gone? Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> still here.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> so yeah so that's that's my spit take I guess on I don't know if that's the correct terminology of use. There. well no, nah, it wasn't a spit take you know the comed- okay I'm, I'm not funny even though sometimes I think I am anyways Rachel <laughs> thank you so much yeah. for being here today and where thank can you. everyone find you
1: right I, I almost forgot myself so you can find me at rachelalice.co on, I mainly hang out on Instagram I try other platforms but I just fail miserably I'm at rachelalice.co you can find me on Instagram Really quick, um, how do you spell Alice? Al, oh, God, I forgot. A L Y C E. So it's Rachel, R A C H E L, A L Y C E dot co. That is where you can find me. If you are thinking about a spiritual business and want to scale your business, then head on over to, you know, check out my page and what I offer. And just, you know, I'm still mulling the fact that you said that people send, I I do think somebody I have, I I end up attracting the most incredible healers. So, and then if you want to grab the book, the book is called The Quarter Life Funk, Get Your Shit Together and Manifest an Abundant Life. And it's all about my Saturn return. It's all about manifestation, the real story of manifestation, not what you hear about the secret, no offense the secret, you know, doing the work, Forgiveness with my stories attached as well. So make sure you check that out. It's on Amazon. I don't do an, an audio book, but maybe I should in my accent.
0: <laughs> Definitely.
1: Um, <laughs> I'm not quite sure there. So yeah.
0: And also for everyone out there, I've taken a couple of Rachel's master classes, and they're great. So she knows what she's doing. She's really good, and she's
1: oh, she's you.
0: just she's very engaging because I'm someone who can get bored very easily while i'm listening to a presentation so, you know listening to or watching a presentation but she's great at what she does and Aww, well rachel thank you so much for being here i just i appreciate you so much and thank
1: you i can't thank wait you to have you on again on. you're this very was welcome amazing. i'm excited for the podcast ahead and it's you know like i said guys if you past life regression it's incredible incredible experience definitely recommend um especially everybody and entrepreneurs everybody because then you know just just go for it and Daniel is super passionate about what he does so it, it's just fun it's just accessible it's comfortable it's mind-blowing get ready for crazy things to happen straight after and that's when it let's just circle back to why I said it was when I stopped and you asked me quite a difficult question at the start, and I don't know if I answered it as well as I should have done really. But when I said like, you know, hypnotherapy, you do get instant things happen after the past life regression. Like it's crazy, not like crazy synchronicities as well. It's, it's, it's mind blowing.
0: Well, thank you for that. Yeah. I mean, we could go around. thinking <laughs> like, me telling no, everyone how amazing me. I think you are <laughs> and,
1: yeah, but the right. people are driving in the cars and the board of us now, so let's go. We're
0: like, we get it, we get it, we get it. You guys think that you're... Okay, Yeah. so thank you so much for being here, Rachel.
1: Thank you. Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful day. Take care.
0: Fellow time travelers, your journey through time awaits you. Just want to thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. And if you're interested in discovering who, when, and where you have been throughout time, and you'd like to book a session with me, just go ahead and send me a message on Instagram at the Past Life Regressionist, or you can reach me through my website, yourpastliferegressionist.com.